Hi. Welcome to Dear Nikki. My name is Nikki. And if you've been here before, welcome back. And if you're new to the show, this show is all about sex and the fantasies that people have. Reading from emails directly and anonymously sent to me. Together we explore the experiences of everyday people, just like yourself. You never know who I can be reading from. I can be reading from that woman at the Christmas party. You know the one. The one who disappeared over and over again with different men. I can be reading from that key party the other night. You know the one you hear about. The house on that street that has those lively private parties. I could be reading from one of them. I could be reading from a proper Englishman who once used his brother's flat to have sex parties at. You just never, ever know. And if you have any erotic fantasies, questions, or anything else, feel free to send them to Nikki, N-I-K-K-Y, at DearNikki.com, or anonymously through the website at DearNikki.com under the Confessions tab. Just remember, by submitting a story or question, you certify the following are true. You are the sole creator of the submission, You're 18 years of age or older, legally able to write, submit erotic or pornographic material. Stories including bestiality, incest, incest fantasies, underage role play, rape sex, rape fantasies, or other non-consensual content or racial slurs will not be aired. And you're releasing all rights to your creation. Support for Dear Nikki is brought to you by Manscaped, who engineered the ultimate groin and body trimmer. So... Do you want to kiss your lover, your partner, or even me under the mistletoe? Manscaped has this new lip balm. Amazing stuff. So if you're going to be kissing delicate places, the neck, the lips, and thighs, maybe, other soft places, scratchy lips just won't do it for me. But yet you put that lip balm on that glides over. Oh, did I mention that it's soft to the touch? (laughs) In your picking up your lawnmower 4.0, don't forget to throw in some lip balm. 20% off free shipping worldwide with manscaped.com. Don't forget the code DEARNIKKI, all one word, N-I-K-K-Y, of course. Again, that's 20% off Free shipping worldwide, manscaped.com. Don't forget to tell them Nikki sent you. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Happy fa-la-la-la-la. Happy kissing under the mistletoe. Or is it fucking under the mistletoe? Whatever we're doing with mistletoes. Yeah, at least it's not poison ivy, right? Do we have any sexy plans for Christmas? What do we do to connect with our special one? When you're away from your lover, partner, and in a long distance dynamic, I got to wondering, what do you do to make sure you're connected, that you're grounded? Intimacy changes for those of us that are in long distance relationships or in relationships where you can't connect as much. We have to be more creative on how we connect and ground each other. So what do you do? If you live far apart or if there's reasons why you can't connect day to day, what do you do? I know it's very important for me that I make sure that my lover knows that I'm connected to him. We 
we keep in touch the best way we can and find ways that are different, not just the same picking up the phone and saying hello. Those are amazing when you can do that and when we're traveling and we're not together. But what other ways do you connect with them? What ways to simple ways that make you say, I'm thinking of you, I love you, or whatever your dynamic or whatever, however you're pronouncing it. And then maybe you're not at the I love you stage. How are you connecting with them? How are you showing them or even in finding a way to say, I'm thinking of you? That small movement is a big intimacy moment, which is still as erotic and essential as sex. Sometimes thinking back to my best friend and we were having a conversation on connection and grounding with your partner. Sometimes when we say intimacy, we mean grounding, meaning that can be as just as intimate as having sex. And sometimes it can be more sexual than the act itself. So what are you doing to be intimately grounded with your partner, your lover, or whatever dynamic you're in? That's a great question, I think. What do you think? So this week and next week, we are doing a best of show stories that stood out to Darcy and I that we both just we couldn't get out of our mind it for various reasons. And all of these stood out for me every every one of them that came in this year, I just high five to all of you for stepping outside that box for owning it for taking charge and you, if you saw the emails that we get thanking us, thanking you, not Darcy and I, these aren't Darcy and I stories or, you know, stories from me, from me and past lovers. And even though I do drop hints left and right and a little bit here or there, um, this isn't about me. This isn't about me and my lover. This isn't about Darcy and his connection and everything else. This is about you. This is about helping all of us step outside that box to have those connections with anybody to taking that chance. And we all say, and even as I told you before, sometimes this is your first step to have that protective bubble to know that there are other people out there doing and taking charge and with their lover, with their partner, with their dynamic and, or even just themselves and just going for it and really owning 100% of who they are. This is our tribe. This is us. This is who we are, sexplorers being sexplorative and knowing that we're not alone, that we all are walking around and eating donuts and drinking coffee, or even if we don't like coffee, even if we drink tea, we're all not alone in our desires, in our wants, in our needs. They may be different. We may want different things, but we're all in that same bubble. So here these are to you. Tell me if these resonated with you. I'd like to hear which ones spoke to you and why. And if any one of these gave you the courage to maybe even start really seriously thinking about it or putting an ad, but not answering it, or maybe answering it, but not having the courage, that's still a step. And I'm still very proud of you. That's what I want to know. How many of these stories are making you think about it? How many of these stories are making you connect differently with someone that maybe you thought it was over or maybe give you the courage to say, I need, can we try? That's what I really want to know. You know what time it is. It's time to sit back, relax, let's have some whiskey with some filthy cherry supplores and re-explore some fantasies from people just like you and me.
Duniki, back in the pre-pandemic days when the kids were in the school, my husband and I would occasionally set up little scenarios when the mail carrier would catch a glimpse of something through our large front window. Most memorable was when it was not our regular guy, so I'm a bit more bold. Something had spilled, so I was on all fours cleaning it up. I was wearing booty shorts and a very loose tank top without a bra. I was angled just right so you could see all of my big ass and one boob as my shirt hung down. I was scrubbing away with my music in my ears so I would not have heard him pull up, but of course we knew. My husband watched from the side window while he stopped and stared for a solid minute. He then delivered the mail and he was on his way after a few glances over his shoulder. Another time we were outside watering one of the garden areas when it was also not our regular guy. We were not doing anything naughty at all, but it was a young, petite, hot, blonde girl. It was one of those super hot days. She walks up, hands me the mail, and says to him, Do you mind if you get me wet with your hose? Yes, really. He says, sure, and she kneels down in front of him, and he hoses off her head. She gets up, whips her hair back, and is on her way. She shows up every so often, and we've decided that when she does again, if the situation allows, I'm going to start sucking his dick, where we know for sure she'll see something. I wonder what could happen. The reason why this one caught my attention, and I'm wondering if my thoughts have changed on this. I'll have to go back and listen to this episode and find it. But for me... I have a fantasy of sucking my lover off in a hotel, a big hotel window, but it's gotten a bit more bold with this one. I wondered if I'd be brave enough to do it, maybe like on the ground floor, like, like at a sexy, like I knew it was adults only, you know, where, you know, that's <laughs> now I'm blushing, but see, even you guys give me courage and oh, well, I didn't think about that. And would I, I wouldn't mind watching, you know, and I've told him, told him that some things I would like to try and, oh, aren't you really just wishing you were my lover right now? (laughs) Did this speak to you? And if it did, would you do it? Isn't that the common question with every one of them? That's what I want to know. Or have you done it? Or would you do it? Or all the above? And if you, this was you and a, in your dynamic, what would you change to make it spicier? Maybe in, invite the hot blonde? Or how about the man watching her bend over? Hmm. Those are both sexy thoughts, I have to admit. Dear Nikki, there's something that a married dad vibe that a guy gives off really turns me on. You know the type that I mean. Of course, there's obvious things you might notice. The dad bod, the wedding band, kids in tow. But it can't be more subtle than that. You might pick up on the vacant stare left over from his wife, incessant nagging. Or you might notice the way his eyes light up when he sees you smile at him. In the way he, his wife no longer does. Maybe you get the vibe from the hungry glances he doesn't think you'll notice as he thinks about what he could do to you, that his wife won't let him. This one had them all. 
I love being able to bring a little excitement into those kind of guys' lives. It must be so hard to go through everyday life wanting something that you simply can't have anymore, but they still do it dutifully and find their release whenever they still can. Reddit, Pornhub, Instagram, it doesn't matter. None of it substitutes for the real thing. If I can be a tiny ray of that and keep them out of trouble at the same time, then why the hell not? As he stood there in front of the freezer in the frozen food section, I made my move. Stepping next to him, I gently rested my hand on his shoulder to let him know I was there. He jolted and turned towards me as I watched his face morph from confusion to the nicest smile I've ever seen. Excuse me, I just need to get something out of here if you don't mind, I said sweetly as I stepped in front of him. Of course, was all he got out before he felt my low-rise jeans brush up against the front of his brown cargo shorts. I hovered there for the longest three seconds of his life before I bent at the knees to the item I pretended to need. As planned, I could feel my black G-string riding up over the top of my jeans, and he was given the top-down window into the back of them. I made sure to inspect the packaging thoroughly before standing back up. The entire time he didn't move from his spot or even say another word. I don't know if he was frozen in shock or if he was just enjoying the moment or if he was too afraid to make a move. It was probably some combination of the three, but as I stood back up and slid out from the space, I could feel that the front of his pants were much harder than the first time. With a bubbly charm, I told him, have a nice day, and flashed the most devilish smile. He returned it back sheepishly with a hunger in his eyes. They always do. Okay, on this one, I swear to God, I did not write this. (laughs) But as I'm reading this, I'm going, yeah, been there, done that. This is this. And I'm, and I look and I'm looking and I'm reading this. I'm like, okay, somebody knows me way too well, because I've done that. Like, word for word, done that. Not in, I don't think it was in the freezer section. But yeah, this was me. And yes, gentlemen, we can tell. Women can tell when you're in a rut. And, and sometimes we do like to give you that little ray of sunshine and smile. I know I do. But I smile at everybody. I do. I am. It's the most simplest gift you can give somebody and you never know. So it's even if I'm having a crappy day, I still smile because I love getting the smiles back. But I maybe just add a little wink to it sometimes when it's a nice gentleman, especially when I want to see him smile. Dear Nikki, I love wearing lingerie panties 24-7 at home. I'm in a bra and panties and usually wear girls' clothes. So shopping has been a challenge for me. So one day I built up some courage and went shopping for myself, not for my girlfriend. And as usual, so there I went in a department store, filled my bag with dresses, skirts, shirts, tops, leggings, bras, panty sets, swimsuits, bikinis, and went to the fitting room. 
The lady at the fitting room looked at the selection at my bag, stared at me for a few seconds, that felt like an hour, and then pointed out the male section of the fitting room. So I went in. As I walked in, with those obvious girly clothes on my hands, every person in there was staring at me. My heart was pounding, and so I closed myself in the cabin, shutting that heavy drape. As I undressed myself to my panties, my cot became very hard. I could feel the cool air on my skin, my heart pounding, and my breathing fast. I was so aroused. I started with a bra and panty set, lacy red thong set with silk details. It felt amazing on my skin. Then I tried on a shiny black PVC skirt with a silky shirt. It was just a little tight, enough to show my panty lines and the outline of my hard cock. The shirt was the little see-through, showing my shadow of my red bra. I looked at myself in the mirror, enjoying my new look, posing and making faces. I did the same with every piece, trying different combinations and sets. It felt amazing. So I picked out the ones I liked the most, returned the ones I did not like to the sales lady at the fitting room, who tried her best to fake smile at me as she picked up the returning clothes, and finally went home feeling a sense of accomplishment while planning my next shopping trip. Iris. I chose this because I'm so proud of him. I'm so proud of you for just taking that leap and having the courage. And when I, every time I read this and I think of this story and he walks past the sales lady, I always picture, and I always say this to my ladies that um, are feeling down and everything else, because gentlemen, I don't know how this would work for you, but we might twist it and make it work. So I was once told, and I do believe in this saying, so Yaris, this is for you. I pictured you like this. I pictured me looking at you going, walk out that door, shoulders back, tits forward, and sway that sexy ass as you're walking out that door. I say that to everyone that gets something shitty. Because I picture her as just in just a very, hopefully a more open now and more accepting sales lady now. So gentlemen, I guess for you would be shoulders back, dick forward. I don't know. I don't know what your saying would be. I, I guess we'll have to go with that one until I can think of something else. But Yaris, I'm very, very proud of you for sharing that and being open with me and giving courage to those because you have and congratulations for stepping outside that box and to everybody else that this is inspired, even if lingerie or panting wearing gentlemen is not your thing. What is Eurus being so brave in trying his thing in public? What has it made you try? What has it made you start thinking about with you? Like again, this may not be your cup of tea, coffee, cocaine, heroin, getting on the last two, but <laughs> what has it made you think of other things? That's what these stories are about for me. They're about what makes us think outside the box And maybe something in the story can give you encouragement, the courage to shoulders back, tits forward and sway that ass as you're walking away. What is it? So far, what is it? That's what I'd really like to know. 
Dear Nikki, my now wife and I are now in our mid-30s and have had a semi-open relationship since we officially became a couple when we were in college. We only have one rule, and that is if one of us wants to hook up with someone else, that they tell each other beforehand. This has worked out well, and quite frankly, hasn't been used all that much because we usually end up having a three-way. Anyway, about eight years ago, I decided to go back to school and earn a second degree, not to help me professionally, mind you, just because. I only had a couple in-person classes the first year, but one of them was in medieval lit, and one of the classmates was a senior at a nearby high school named Michelle. Michelle was around 5'2", with shoulder-length black hair, teacup-sized breast, and of course, Asian descent. She was quite cute, as you can probably imagine, and very sweet and charming. Once I had a chance to talk with her before class, I was smitten. We became quick friends, and when the semester ended, we kept in touch. I had told my wife about her, and that I thought she might be into women, but I wasn't sure. She suggested that I invite her to our annual 4th of July pool party. I sent her an invite, and she excitedly responded that she wouldn't miss it. So it was the 4th, and everyone was partying it up in our backyard. Water is splashing, and the grill is going. People are drinking and having a good time. Michelle then shows up and immediately comes over and gives me a hug. I introduce her to my wife, and we chatted up for a bit before Michelle asked if there was a place she could change in her bikini. I pointed to the bathroom, and after a few minutes, she called for me to help tie her bikini. The wife and I smiled at each other, and I went off. I walked into the bathroom, and surprise, surprise, there was Michelle, naked and sitting on the counter. I guess she's into women, I thought as I approached her. She said nothing as I slid my body between her legs, leaned down and kissed her. She let out a soft moan. You have no idea how long I've waited for this, she said. Probably not as long as me, I replied as I kissed her again, as she spread her legs wider, my hands sliding behind as I squeezed her tight teen ass. I then stopped and grabbed her hand as I guided her to the adjoining bedroom. She hopped right onto the bed as I followed behind, slipped off my clothes to match her nakedness, and we continued to kiss. She was an amazing kisser, soft and delicate, and then suddenly firm and a bit rough. I loved it. I couldn't stand it anymore, though. I had to taste her, so I pushed her up against the headrest. My tongue traced down her body, taking time to suck and nibble on her now rock-hard nipples, before eventually driving into her wet gash. Her pussy tasted like heaven, so sweet, and I wanted more, so I pulled her closer, pushing my tongue deeper, one hand wrapped around her supple body to massage her clit at the same time. I could feel it pulsing as I gently rubbed circles around it, looking up into her eyes. I could tell she was about to come, so I kept doing what I was doing until her body started to shake. Her hands were covering her mouth to mute her screams. She slunk down on the bed and signaled me to crawl up and sit on her face. I guess she didn't have the energy to get up, so I obliged and started to grind on her face. As good of a kisser as she was, she was even better looking pussy. I grabbed my own breast, squeezing and pinched my nipples, moaning softly as I looked up and to see my wife standing in the doorway, a big smile on her face as I made the come-hither gesture to her. Michelle continued to eat me out as my wife crawled up and slid between her legs and started to eat her out. Michelle screamed inside me as her tongue and fingers entered her. I ended up coming soon after this as I climbed off Michelle's juice-covered face, a big smile across it, as well as my wife continued to eat her out. 
I should probably get back to the party, I said with a giggle, as I kissed them both and said I'd see them both later. We and Michelle stood hook up on a regular basis. Sometimes it's one-on-one, but usually it's a three-way, just like on that faithful 4th of July. Kristen. So this one for me spoke because it was too ladies, two very older, sophisticated women picking up a younger woman. Well, one of them, you know, we just heard the story. We know how it went, actually. I, you know, we always think of the older man picking up a younger woman and how sexy that that is and how lucky and yada, 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 yada. But we very rarely hear, and I don't think we have on this show yet, besides this, where a two ladies of the sexy realm pick out another lady like this. It was very, you know, the older, younger kind of story that we all, well, I know I watch porn like that. Uh, but minor gentlemen with very sil- silver, sexy, foxy hair. Just just saying, gotta have silver, foxy hair. Gotta have it. And a DILF, that helps if you're a DILF. So there we go, my requirements in porn sometimes. But this didn't have that. And I still found it in a different sort of way, very sexy, that she picked her up, brought her, you know, invited her to a party and not only did bring her to an orgasm and wrote her face, but left her with her wife. Now that's sexy as fuck. Now, wouldn't it be interesting if two men picked up a younger woman? <clears throat> no comment. Dear Nikki, I'm a 19 year old girl and a regular listener of your show. I'm also a creative writing major, so I haven't really left the house much in the past year. Everything's been online submission only. Fortunately, the story I want to tell you is not fiction. Before I begin, I just want to say that my Wednesday night ritual includes drawing a bath and listening to your voice in my headphones while I slowly feel my body and prepare for a self-love session before bed. So thank you very much of what you do. Anyway, I live about an hour from home, which is in the Midwest of North America. Some parts of our campus are open, but for most part, Classes are still held online. If I go anywhere, it's usually to the dining hall on campus. Our town is small and consists mostly of local-owned business, much like my hometown. It's one of those towns where people ask you why you aren't married by the age of 21. A nosy, sheltered town where everybody knows everybody. And if you miss church Sunday morning, for certain something must be wrong. Oh, there's something wrong with me, all right, if they only knew. My sexual experience up until now is limited. I've had experimented with some boys and given a few blowjobs, as every small town girl is apparently required to do. And I also have a few scarce memories of late night sleepover experimentation with a girl I knew from school. Other than that, I'm still a virgin. I say I'm a virgin because it's the truth. But physically, I have broken myself in, and I'm quite happy with that decision. In the past year, I made a few Amazon orders for myself without having to take the risk of someone at home opening up the package without my consent and finding an 8-inch rubber cock, lol. So really, my confession begins with lunch on campus with my friend Vanessa. We were talking about everyone and everything, rumors and things like that. We got around to the topic of the town we were in and the businesses that had had to close down because of COVID. As we were talking about various businesses, Vanessa brings up the local massage parlor in the area. She says that it is one of the businesses that never closed down, and it somehow manages to stay off the radar. She calls it a swanky and says that men go there for a happy ending. Of course, I laugh it off, act disgusting as she did. But that night, 
and for several weeks after, I thought about that place. Many times I drove by and saw the door. It's a small entrance with a tiny sign on the end of the plaza, the kind of on the side towards the back. The first time I mustered up the courage to go inside was on the way to the grocery store. I had no idea what to expect. It was about two in the afternoon. I pulled on the door only to hear a loud bell ring overhead, clearly disrupting the ambiance of the place. It was dark and a sensual feeling inside. A small fountain with a water trickling filled the room. The aroma of essential oils hit me as soon as I stepped through the door. It reminded me very much of a yoga studio I used to frequent. From behind the counter emerged a woman, who I now know to be 40 years old, named Kara. She was tall and strong-looking, but not physically strong. She was physically fit, but she still gave off vibes of strong personality. She wore a white, long-sleeved shirt that hugged her petite frame and black yoga pants. We talked only briefly as she informed me she was booked up for the day. I was curious about a massage, so I booked one for two days later. The day of my appointment, which was at 11 o'clock in the morning, I arrived and she walked me back to the very clean and professional looking massage room. She left and encouraged me to undress as much as I felt comfortable with. I undressed down to my panties and decided to remove my bra. I lay flat on my chest with my back exposed and a blanket covered my butt and thighs. And there I awaited her return. From then on, it was pretty professional. As she massaged my back, my sides, and my arms, she asked me questions about myself. How old am I? Am I a student? And what do I study? As for the massage itself, it felt great. Her hands were strong, and she certainly knew what she was doing. Also, it turned me on a lot. I'm sure that was kind of the point here, but it certainly bears mentioning. About 45 minutes into the massage, that's when something a bit different began to happen. I was lost in the bliss of the massage at this point when I heard her say, okay, I need you to tell me when to stop. Kara's hands began to move southward onto the small of my back. The pressure felt nice and comfortable. Then onto the very top of my butt cheeks, a bit under the towel. That felt even better. She stayed there for a little bit. Soon enough, I felt the towel being pulled down, exposing my panied covered bum to the faded light of the room. She moved on to my butt cheeks, massaging them slowly, essentially over my panties. She began to move south again, massaging the bottom of my butt cheeks and the top of my thighs with her grip. I felt the pressure of her thumbs begin to creep between my thighs. I slowly opened my legs for her, but I didn't intend to. I did it without thinking. My body was beginning to invite her. Up until this point, I hadn't really thought about the reality of what I was experiencing. Sure, I was curious, and I wanted her to touch me. I'd even fantasized about it in my mind, though I doubted it would even happen. I was happy with the simple massage. Still, I was overcome with a surreal feeling and felt myself become flush in the face. I subtly lifted my hips upward as if to present myself to her. Not much, but enough that she would get the hint if this is what she was actually attempting to do. What the sight must have been from the perspective of a fly on the wall, myself a petite 19-year-old college student with her butt slightly raised in the air, having her upper thighs massaged by a beautiful woman of 40, ever so slowly inching her way to the deepest region of my own womanhood, teasing me as I physically begged her her touch, her affection, and her validation. And soon enough, she did exactly that. The first direct touch I felt was her fingers and her open hand applying pressure to my pussy so gently so warm and inviting that I couldn't help but slowly push my wake back into her hand 
to increase the pressure between my legs. This was my consent to her. With that, she slowly began to massage my pussy outside of my panties. The circle she made covered from my top of my clitoris, the very base of my opening. I had never felt anything like this. The fully immersive experience of a woman in control, a woman who knew exactly how to touch me in ways that I've never even touched myself. I felt more than comfortable. I felt even taken care of. I felt humble and eventually submissive. I felt my body begin to lift my butt higher into the air as her massages began more centered in particular areas of my pussy, first my labia and my hole. Her circles pressed into me and I felt a rush of excitement and wetness as she rubbed along my opening. Next, my clitoris where her massages became more pointed and attentive to my lady bits. This sensation was much more targeted and direct, much more intense, and began to work me up. At this point, she moved my panties to the side, and I felt my pussy exposed to the open air for the first time. She placed her left hand on the small of my back and pushed down to hold me in place while she began to fondle my pussy with her right hand. She told me I was a good girl and that I was a nice and wet for her. I felt proud that she was happy with me. At some point between clitoral stimulation and her slowly working her fingers inside of my hole, I felt her insert a few fingers into me and she rubbed my G-spot in a downward come here motion. This is when I began feeling my orgasm begin to build. She started talking to me at this point, saying my name and asking me if it felt good. She's kept commenting on how wet I was as she slid her fingers in and out of me. I felt the inside of myself pulsing as if it was crying out for more. I began to reach underneath my chest with my right hand to cut my breast. My nipples were hard as a rock. I began to whimper and moan her name for her. Her finger movements began to work faster and faster as the pressure inside me built up. In my full state of arousal, I found myself rocking back and forth on the table. She instructed me to stick my tongue out as far as I could and keep it there. She massaged me harder and more intently. With my tongue out and my eyes beginning to roll back in my head, I began to really reach the point of a return. Atta girl, she said to me in a soft, commanding tone. That's what I want to see. I was completely hers in that moment. I was completely dumbstruck with lust and gratification. With one swift slap of my ass, I was on precipice of one of the most intense and orgasmic trips I've ever gone on. As soon as she smacked my butt, I felt myself unload fully. The surges of the orgasm that I felt through my body were felt from my brain all the way down to my toes. I squeezed my breast hard and struggled to keep my tongue out, but succeeded. In this position, which I later realized was my own willingness to fully submit to her, my orgasm lasted well over a minute. As my orgasm faded, almost by design, she slowed with an unmatched perfection that I only felt when I masturbated by myself. When I began to come down from this high, she leaned down and gave me a small hug and told me I was a good girl. She excused herself from the room and told me to get dressed and meet her in the lobby. I paid for the massage and left, only to go home and masturbate once again to the recent memory of what just happened. I've seen her three times since. Thank you for doing your show. I sometimes think about something similar happening if our past ever crossed. Perhaps someday they will. Until then, I have Kara, Colette. Hello, Colette. Okay, you know, there's a couple reasons why I like this one, actually. One, 
she stepped out of her box and she just went for it, even though she had to make an appointment. That's amazing. I don't even know if I would have that much courage. Actually, I think I know. Let me take that back. I she went in, right? And they didn't have an available and she had to make an appointment. The appointment I would keep because that's just the person I am getting me there. Yeah, that and now having two days to sit on it knowing this is what's gonna happen. This is where what happens there and all of that. That is bravery. That is amazing. And I'm so proud of her for taking that leap, for taking that step and exploring something she was curious about. So kudos to you on that. The second reason I like this is because as I'm reading this, I'm picturing it me there with Kara and my lover either in the room watching or outside the room, not being able to see anything, but hearing everything, hearing what it's doing to me, what she's doing to me, but he can't see anything. So it's like not, it's a mental blindfold. He can't see, he can't, he can only hear, but there's no blindfold on. So I liked it for that aspect. Absolutely. That what would it be like? How long would it take before we got home and him take advantage of me? Like all over the place? (laughs) I'll have to ask him. Hey, lover, I got a question for you. I think this is a wonderful place to stop for today. I want to thank my sponsor, Manscaped. You know them, Lawnmower 4.0. Don't forget 20% off free shipping worldwide. Insert code Dear Nikki and IKKY, of course. Again, free shipping, manscaped.com. Don't forget to tell them Nikki sent you. Did any of these speak to you? Did any of them make you want to step outside that box? Are there ones that I haven't read yet? Stay tuned for next week, right? I promise one of them that really, really spoke to me that uh, I see it seemed to get out of my head for sure. And I'll tell you why. But let's all make a vow. One of our New Year's resolutions, we find a way to do something sexual. Something that we normally wouldn't do. Even if it's taking a small, tiny step. What would yours be? I really want to know. And in closing... Hello, lover. I think about that blindfold. You know the one you wore. Maybe we can put it on me next time, and I'll let you have complete control. Mm. That makes me so very, very wet. What do you think about that? And until next time, ladies and gentlemen, have a very merry, happy Christmas.